We started our family in a Santa Monica apartment, top right corner of a 1930s fourplex. Quaint, lovely, historic building overlooking a beautifully gardened courtyard. Could have been pictured on an old color-saturated postcard with scalloped borders. 11 apartments ring the courtyard, all except ours, tenanted by young, dynamic singles. Downstairs from us lived neighbor Jeff. The structures were wood-framed, uninsulated. Sandwiched under the thin drywall were wood beams latticed around hollow spaces. The complex had originally been built to house a nunnery, but in modern times, those inner spaces transmitted sounds, creaks, music, television chatter from apartment to apartment like a cleverly designed Luddite amplifier. Both our kids were born while we lived in that apartment, and as infants, they cried and kept us awake at night. We soothed and rocked and swaddled them so that we ourselves could get a few hours of Guantanamo sleep, the kind where just before sinking into REM, you get awakened by another interrogation. In the back of our minds through those years, we were also overcome with guilt at the upset those noisy nights must have caused our neighbors. We would leave notes and chocolate chip cookies on their doorsteps. Sorry if our kids kept you awake last night. And we would get strange looks because not one of those lovely neighbors ever gave us the slightest indication that they heard our kids crying in the middle of the night or playing in the middle of the day. Not even Jeff downstairs who looked puzzled and dismissive when we occasionally apologized. What are you talking about, he'd say. It was like a reverse version of Rosemary's Baby, where all of your neighbors conspired to be absolutely not sinister, but instead <laughs> be generous and wonderful. When the kids were two and five and the crying had subsided to be replaced by laughter and toddling, we moved. Our wonderful landlord needed the unit for himself, and we answered an ad for an available apartment posted on Craigslist by an elderly couple. They were retired UCLA professors, their house was a triplex. They lived on two floors in the west wing, and the east wing was partitioned into an upstairs and a downstairs unit. Downstairs was available. Great, we thought. With kids, we'd rather be downstairs, given our concerns and our desire that our kids should have some freedom to roam. The upstairs unit, our prospective landlords told us, were a young couple. She was an actress starring in a web series about an actress starring in a web series. <laughs> something very meta along those lines, and he was a writer of something. Our landlady, Elena, wanted us to know from the outset that we were very welcome in their home and that she loved and adored children. Elena had been a professor of child psychology, and she confided to me that she was estranged from her own son and grandchildren. She wanted our kids to think of her as a surrogate grandmother. <laughs> Within days of moving in, we received an email from Elena I picked up two adorable little cactus plants today, thinking I might present them to your kids to nurture and learn from. If you have no objections, I thought I might give them to them Saturday. Let me know. Such a warm and lovely welcome to our new home. Such warm and generous sentiments. Our upstairs neighbors, Sam and Jean, introduced themselves. They told us how happy they were to have us as new neighbors. They described the previous tenant, Susie, as being a single, childless, quiet woman who kept to herself. <laughs> she was quiet and she kept to herself, said Sam. Yes, she did, said Jean. 
Within a week of moving in, we received an email from Jean. Dear Ted, my experience with kids are limited to the ones I have on TV. But I was wondering if your children could be kept quiet before 9 a.m. I only ask because with this heinous shooting schedule, I often get home at 1 or 2 and then have only until 9 to sleep. Those cactus plants Elena had given us were winking at me. I replied to Jean that I would seek a solution, but that email tapped into a nascent worry that I had possibly made a bad decision for my kids. I took to waking up early before the kids woke, and I did my best to engage them in quiet play and making early breakfast until the acceptable hour of 9 a.m. The emails, however, continued. Dear Ted, we have been hearing sounds of cabinets and doors opening and closing in the morning. Ah, yes, breakfast doth entail the occasional opening and closing of cabinets, which <laughs> I thought I'd been doing gingerly. Now fighting the impulse to slam those cabinet doors with great fury, <laughs> I opened and closed them with great gingerliness, rather like a pediatric surgeon. But not quite gingerly enough, the emails continued and wasn't long before Jean and Sam began CCing Elena, the landlady, who had quickly shed the grandmother facade. <laughs> Dear Ted, Elena emailed, I have just had a talk with Jean regarding her and Sam's difficulties with sleeping due to the noise from the children's running early in the morning and your opening and closing of cabinetry. <laughs> Naturally, this is of concern to me as well. We would like to arrange a time to talk with you to explore some possible solutions. That conversation went predictably horribly with Elena, estranged from her kids, and the young childless couple presenting a unified front. <laughs> I felt bad. The actress and the writer looked sallow-complected. I had no doubt that they were annoyed, bothered, put upon. But little kids waking up at 7.30 a.m. and doing what little kids are meant to do is perfectly acceptable. It's even legal, though Elena was now waiving a standard clause in our lease known as the Quiet Enjoyment Clause. <laughs> Sam and Jen needed to, Jean needed to quietly enjoy their apartment. But that clause happens not to pertain to little kids playing when little kids normally play. And in fact, there are legal protections for families who are obstructed who are uh, obstructed from making the normal sounds that families make in their living quarters, but I didn't want to get legalistic. So I made further attempts at amelioration, and the efforts gratified our Sith overlords. From Elena, we are gratified <laughs> by your genuine willingness to do what you can to mitigate the difficulties Jean and Sam are having with the early morning activities of the children, the landlady wrote. She added ominously, let's hope that the steps you are taking solve the problem. <laughs> the steps I was taking did not solve the problem. <laughs> Elena counseled more stringent measures falling just short of restraints. Elena, the retired expert, said, as a child psychologist, I can tell you that I'm of the opinion that children can and should be prevented from behaving in ways that upset grown-ups. <laughs> The exchanges continued with rancor now building on both sides. We were, after all, the ones living downstairs from a young couple who came and went as they pleased, and now their footfalls and television habits and arguments exploded in my head like bombs dropping over Dunkirk. <laughs> a final conciliation effort. We loaded an Amazon cart with mats and rugs, 
I emailed the coven. Hi, everyone. <laughs> We're expecting delivery of rugs and mats tomorrow. Should be a significant, maybe definitive improvement. Thanks in advance for your patience and for your mutual consideration. Hope all is well and see you soon. <laughs> the gesture of acquiescence again temporarily pleased the gods. Elena reasserted her grandma persona with patronizing grandiosity. She wrote, we truly appreciate your responsiveness and concern. You guys are terrific and validate our judgment, RE tenants and friends. We've had wonderful tenants, no exceptions, and you certainly continue that tradition for us. Kisses to the kitties. <laughs> Those would have been cyanide-laced kisses if she had her way, I'm certain. Because it was clear to me, as it should have been all along, that pretenses of gentility aside, they simply and plainly did not want to have children living in that apartment. When I saw her in the entry one day, I told Elena that I was done making efforts to interfere with the normal daytime activities of our children. Of course, there was no resolution to the matter. We cut our lease short and were fortunate to find another lovely, quiet home with lovely neighbors. We even eventually managed to buy our own modest home. Recently, though, some kids moved in next door. <laughs> and I am going out of my mind. Just kidding. In revisiting those difficult months, torn between wanting to be a good neighbor and a good parent, I looked over some of those old emails so well-intentioned at first. Jean wrote when we first moved in, we are so overjoyed to have you guys as neighbors, and I hope this request doesn't make you feel at all uncomfortable. Well, it did. It did. Thank you.